We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome back to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It's Tuesday, Ryan, and it is move on time, right? Notre Dame is 1-0, and now we kind of turn the page a little bit into week one of college football playoff, which is game two. It's going to drive me nuts all year. So this is game two for Notre Dame, and it's a bit of an interesting game, Ryan. Notre Dame moves uh, moves back, comes back home, comes back to the States, back to, uh, to sovereign land here in the United States of America, and they're going to Square off against Tennessee State this weekend. Obviously, Tennessee State is an HBCU school in the FCS level uh, from Tennessee. It's a very interesting story. Eddie George is their running back, is their head coach, the former Ohio State running back. Marcus. They Friedman wish he was. A, they they <laughs> wish he was the running back as well. But yeah, I don't know if you've seen pictures of him lately, but he looks like he could still play running back at the college level. Yes. Um, obviously, Marcus Freeman also an Ohio State grad. First time their names ever played an FCS school. We'll, we'll chat a little bit about that more so in the uh, the mailbag section because there's some comments on it. So we'll save that for to respond to the comments, but. When you have a game like this, Ryan, this is an FCS school that is not a very good FCS school, if we're just being honest. Uh, Coach George is going into his third season at Tennessee State, and they have gone five and six and four and seven. Did have a couple competitive losses last year, but they weren't very good. So what this game is for Notre Dame, Ryan, it's more about you, right, as a program. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what we want to see from Notre Dame this week. And then we'll dive into Tennessee State as well, because we want to do we do want to be respectful to them. There's some things you and I like about about what Tennessee State's doing, some position groups that have some pretty good players yep. and some opportunities for uh, you know, for some some younger guys to step into the lineup. They've they've got it's an interesting situation. And there's some things about the what they're doing coaching wise we like and some other things that are kind of leave us scratching our heads a little bit. So we'll dive into all that, Ryan. But but first of all, for Notre Dame, this is a a a a great opportunity for you to learn a lot about yourself as a program from a focus and leadership standpoint. And that's what this week is going to be about. There's a lot of things that Notre Dame needs to do coming out of this weekend. There is nothing that they can do. They could win 70 to nothing, and it doesn't say, oh, gee, Notre Dame's going to be a title team this year. There's nothing sure. that they can do from a result standpoint that's going to move the needle. But looking at it from a football coach, Ryan, there's a lot you can get out of this week from a where are we mentally, 
Where are we from a preparation standpoint? Where are we from a leadership standpoint? Where are we from a focus standpoint? And those are things that we're going to find out where that team is and, and their ability to say, hey, look, it doesn't matter who the opponent is. This isn't a, this isn't a week off. This isn't a, you know, a get everybody rest standpoint. We're in week two, game two. Sure. We're ready to rock and roll. I think that at the very top of this conversation, we'll have a lot more to talk about, but at the very top of this conversation, Ryan, the leadership and the focus of this team is going to be tested this week when you look at the opponent that's in front of them because they're not very good. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy, with Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. It's okay if you don't know much about marketing. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging and say the right things at the right time. I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. No, they're not. And obviously we'll we'll dive into the good parts of Tennessee State. But, I mean, you're right, Brian. Like, we're not going to sit here and blow smoke and say that, you know, this is a great battle for Notre Dame and a great test. It's not. You know, you just had a decisive victory over Navy last weekend. This is more about, in my opinion, stacking good performances, you know, stacking them, stacking them and taking care of business on a week to week basis. I mean, for me personally, the best part of what I loved about Notre Dame last week, outside of just seeing some of the younger players and some of the players in general be able to take advantage of opportunity was I thought that the coaching side of Notre Dame football was on full display last weekend. Like I really thought that the, the teams were crisp. They had a, it seemed like a more increased understanding of what was expected of them. They were breaking huddles quick. They were lining up quickly. They were getting plays off. I mean, there was only one play last last week on offense where Notre Dame had to take a late timeout because the play clock was winding down and they just weren't set with what they wanted to do offensively. So things were crisp. And I think that the the team had clearly bought in to the preparation going into that football game. Now, coming back after some success, there's a twofold thing for me. One is I want to see a little bit of the same stuff I saw from the coaches last week. Preparation and making sure that every player is is has a firm understanding of what the expectation is and get to the line crisp and, and understand what your assignment is. That's first and foremost. 
The second part, though, Brian, to your point, is I think leadership is something that we really need to harp on on this team because we have seen the juice this season already a little bit in the first game. You saw it in the preseason. But now I really want to see can the leadership and the intrinsic motivation come out of this team, right? Because Marcus Freeman and his staff can do everything that they can to try to get this team to super focus and like, guys, like don't take this team lightly and do all their rah-rah type of things on the sideline and before the game. But at the end of the day, the players also have to be accountable for that as well, right? As far as like Sam Hartman needs to lead by example and say like, guys, like we're not letting up. We're going to bury this team. Then we're going to move on to the next week. But we have to make sure that we bury them first. So I think just buying in to the full process is a big thing. Coaches have to show that they have full control like they did last week. Everything's crisp. Everything is business as usual. And the players need to buy into like, hey, guys, this might not be the best team of all time, but let's work hard for these next couple hours, dominate them, and then we can move on to a tougher opponent next week in NC State. So I really think that Notre Dame has a great opportunity to show that the coaches have their imprint on this program and the players have intrinsic motivation to say, I can be laser focused and I can take care of business on a week to week basis. This is about stacking good weeks of football right. for Notre Dame. And that's the opportunity they have in front of them. Because Coach Freeman has said, this is a process driven situation. This is about us. And, and, and that's the thing is, what's your challenge this week? Your challenge isn't necessarily Tennessee State. Your challenge is, we're going to go out and, and do what Notre Dame is supposed to do on Tuesday. We're going to go out and play and, and practice the way that Notre Dame is meant to practice on Wednesday because our goal is to get better today. And 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 when there are let ups in practice because of the opponent, as a coach, you have to go crazy on them. I mean, you you just do. And we've heard the stories about how Lou Holtz was Ryan when it when it came to really focusing on the bad teams. You did not like being in practice when Notre Dame was playing somebody bad because they were just going to be all over you. And that's the reality of of kind of where they are right now in this in this breakdown is it's it's look your leadership's guys this isn't about Tennessee State this is about us so if you're not going out there today getting better today then you're hurting us I don't care about Tennessee State I don't care about any of that and that's what we said that's where that leadership part part comes in because you you can learn if Notre Dame just kind of goes out there and sleepwalks through a 48 to 3 victory that this team took a step back in my eyes right and that's the key is no let up no steps back at the end of the day the score doesn't matter as much Again, right. Notre Dame could not play very well and still blow Tennessee State out, Ryan. Let's yeah. be honest about that. But it's does that lesser... really make you a better football team? That's the question. Exactly. I mean, I felt similarly, Brian, because like UNLV is a much better team than what Tennessee State is, for instance. But Notre Dame slept walked through that game, right? Like they did not play well at all during that football game. Did anybody leave the UNLV game last year and think to yourselves, like, Notre Dame is a better football team after that opponent? Like I didn't, right? So I do think that there was a process that could be built in stacking good weeks, right? Continuing to build momentum. And then also, this is the number one game in the entirety of the season for young players potentially Mm -hmm. to get some reps as well, right? So like not only do Sam Hartman and and the starters, like the starting level players, need to come out and, and win just to show or have a dominant performance because it shows that they are just believing in that process. But also like, hey, like, Steve Angeli getting some reps would be cool, right? Like Kenny Minchie maybe getting a couple snaps would be pretty cool. Like a couple of these younger players that they weren't able to play last week against Navy, be cool if Brendan Vernon could get some burn. Maybe maybe a Braylon James could get some burn. Like some of these younger guys that we're excited about. But 
I really think it's just about taking care of business, man. Like this is a business trip at the end of the day. It's fun to play football and we all we all have the that intrinsic motivation of wanting to play ball and having fun on Saturdays, but it's also kind of a, a overarching mission that you're on this year, right? And I mean Brady Quinn put on put said uh that he thought this was the best Notre Dame team he's ever seen, right? In order mm-hmm. for them to be that type of team though, you need to be able to take Right. Take advantage of every single challenge right. that's in front of you. And that's what this is. Because the best teams aren't focused as much. Ryan, I've said this a million times, a yeah. million times on this show to you in chats, on Twitter, whatever. I don't care about results as it, when I'm looking at it from a head coaching standpoint, the result doesn't say anything. Nick Saban made a great comment the other day. He And I'm trying to remember specifically how he said it, but he talked about there's a difference between beating a team and like, I can't remember the word he used, but it was something like really whipping a team, right? And he's like, there's a difference. Dismantling or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. because just we've seen Nick Saban go off after convincing wins. And you're just like, what's this dude mad about? Because he looked at something and said, that's not Alabama football. Right. That's not Alabama football. And we're not going to win in three weeks when we got to play that 2019 LSU team if we're going through the motions here, right? We saw this with Ohio State last year, Ryan. Incredibly talented team. After the Notre Dame game, they just kind of went through the motions, yeah. went through the motions against Penn State. I mean, honestly, if 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 it wasn't for a couple heroic performances, that's a different ball game. I mean, JT going absolutely off on defense. Like, they slept walk through that game. They slept walk through the Maryland game. And they thought they could just turn the light on against Michigan, and they couldn't. And Michigan smacked them in the mouth. And 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 so it's it's you are who you are. And if your DNA is we're just we're we're this as a team, then you're not going to live up to expectations. But if you're a team that has the focus of hey, we have a goal at hand, and this team is standing in front of that between us and that goal. I don't care what their helmet says, I don't care what their record is, I don't care what who their coach is. I care about going out there and dominating. Sure. And so I'm going to do what I need to do on Tuesday to dominate. I'm going to yeah. do what I need to do on Wednesday because I don't care about the opponent. And that's what we're going to learn. Does Notre Dame have that mindset as a football right. team? And, you know, it doesn't mean they have to be perfect from an execution standpoint. It is still just game two. There's going to be misses sure. and mistakes and things like that. But it's more about what we talked about against Navy, Ryan. We said the same thing last week. I, I don't care about the score as much. I care about how they go about their business. Well, guess what? Notre Dame came out fired up, passionate, flying all around. When I broke the game down again on defense, Ryan, I said, man, there's actually a lot of, there was a lot of, I don't say a lot, like it's a bad thing, but there was more, a lot more mistakes than I thought there were when I watched it live. But you know why I didn't hurt them? Because they were playing a hundred miles an hour. Yes. And they were hitting and battling. And so the talent carried the day and they dominated a not very good Navy team. Right. That's buy-in. And, That's and buy-in. so exactly. You nailed it. Right? It's the buy-in. It's it's the buy-in right. to. But what's the buy-in to the right. process and each other. And this is just another step to that. And so yep. we're going to learn about this team's leadership. Again, it's not so much the execution that I care as much about. There's going to be mistakes because honestly, Ryan, the execution, that's where the bad opponent can kind of maybe mess with you a little bit. You know what I mean? Like it just, there's a little bit of that, but as long as it's that same fire, that physicality, because that's just who you are. You're either a physical team or you're not. You're either a team that loves playing together or you don't, you just don't turn it on for the big games because you can't do that. 
Yep. And and that's what we're going to learn about the Notre Dame team. I'm I'm confident they're going to Ryan just because of the way I, that I they went about business last week. But that's the learning opportunity that or the the growth opportunity that's in front of Notre Dame. I think it all comes back to that swagger that I always talk about, right? Like that subtle confidence. Some people would call it cockiness depending on it, right? But like there's been years, Brian, and and, and I'm not going to single out any one year, but like there's been some years where I'm like, Notre Dame's really talented, but I just think they're all a bunch of nice kids, right? Who just right. aren't don't have like that subtle swagger to them of like, I'm going to kick your butt, man, like at the end of the day. And, and you need that. And I – Honestly, like the reason I'm buying in so heavy to this 2023 version is I think Sam Hartman has that, right? Like I think he has it. I think Audrick Estime has that. I think that there are several defensive players that have that. Like there's just some guys on this team that just Jason Onye, Anye, even though he's just, you know, a rotational defensive lineman, like they have that in them, which is why I feel different about this 2023 version of Notre Dame potentially because it's never been about talent. It's been about that internal drive to be right. the best that you possibly can be. And some years I feel like it's been missing a little bit at certain spots for Notre Dame this year. I feel like it's kind of in droves a little right. bit as far as like, I, I really think that Notre Dame believes this year. Like it seems like they believe, right? Like they purposeful was right. the, was the word that I come back to after that first week. Like everything they did was intentional and purposeful against Navy. Like it looked like they believed in what they were doing. Can they come out against a lesser opponent in back-to-back weeks and say, we don't care who we're playing. We are going to believe in this process. We're going to buy in and we are going to come out here intentional and take care of business. That's what I want to see because I think the buy-in is high on this team right now. You know, we heard a lot last year, Ryan, about this team thinks it's confident. This This team thinks it's really good and all that, but it wasn't backed up by how they went out and played because you didn't have the leadership in place to live that out. That was the problem. You didn't have the leadership in place because your le- your veterans weren't always your best leaders last season. I think that's something that's changed a little bit because, you know, look, like you said, you can talk about it. I don't know many Notre Dame teams in recent years that didn't walk into the season talking about, oh, we're going to be good and, sure. and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But one thing I'll say is a couple sources that I had that were a little concerned about some aspects of last year's team and, and weren't sure that they were going to be as good as maybe some other people thought this year have been complete 180s from the standpoint of this team is just different. Right. But these are the games where you learn that. Uh, another bit about that. Not that you learn that, like that's a bit too far. But you learn more about whether they have that, right? And that's what I want to see from this team. And there's other things, Ryan, like that are parts of this matchup. Number one is you want to build on your game one success, right? You yep. you know continue to get your pass game rolling. There's going to be parts of your pass game that you know last week you didn't maybe get to as much there's some concepts that you want to get to there's some you know some opportunities to to get better your defense is going to be going against a more traditional offense a traditional spread offense you know what are the adjustments that you make there you've got a defensive tackle down in your rotation who played pretty good in the opener right and so you know you're gonna have to figure out what your rotation is like after that there are some players that i thought lost a little bit of focus against navy Okay, now challenge them in the week of practice. You know, hold them accountable for during the week of practice. Those are all different aspects of things that we are going to learn about this football team, but also opportunities that are in front of this football team to go out and and um and and perform. And we're gonna find out if they're able to go out and and do that. But those are the things I think are in front of it. And I think what what I like about the way the schedule sets up, Ryan, is if they handle business, 
these first two games are tremendous opportunities for them to build depth. That's a big thing for me. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I mean, because we talk about, you know, Notre Dame playing five running backs the first game. But, like, Brian, I would think of it like this. Would Notre Dame have been able to play five running backs in the opener if they were playing against Ohio State, for instance, right? Would they have been able to do that? Probably not. Maybe three instead of the five. Would they have played Rico as much? Right. Right. Would you nine know, guys have caught a pass against Ohio State? Yeah. Is the question. Would in week one, five guys in week the one ball at running right. back. Yeah, exactly. I mean, would would some of the defensive players that we saw would they be getting additional reps? You know, as far as you know, I mean, even you're even able to get Clarence Lewis a couple reps at safety during the game, which was fair. Was that in the second half? That. Yeah, it was in the second okay. half. I remember seeing him. I almost texted you about it because I was like, number six is definitely as a too high safety right now. Like, yeah, that is happening right now. Because I I, I want to so. go back and look at that. I was watching through the game again, and I'm through the first half now, and he was yeah. corner the whole time. Yeah. So I was wondering, I was like, did they just like roll him high and they had the safety down, or you know, did they have two corners I, in the game? So I, I was I'm, curious about that. I think they had three linebackers in the game, and he was just one of the two high safeties. I could be wrong yeah. about that, but I'm I just was wondering sure. if like maybe he was back and they had a safety down. You know, so because I I know they did that a couple times um, on the first half where they had DJ Brown down and they had a cornerback. So I'll get to that. But I mean, look, that'd be great if you can get him a chance to get maybe get some more snaps there. Yeah. Could you have played Jason Onye as much as you played him if you were playing Ohio State? Is is that really how you want to get his feet wet is against that? So it's a great opportunity for that as well, Ryan. And and you're going to if they handle business, you're going to see some guys play this week that didn't play last week, because the reality is, is. If you're only if you're going to redshirt a guy, Ryan, do you really want to play him in your first two games of the year? Because now your margin for you know playing him the rest of the way is is not great, yep. you know. So you're going to get out opportunities to play these kids, and so those are those are different aspects of it that I want to that I want to see, and, and things that we're going to learn about this football team. So the building depth piece is a to me a great opportunity. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, because we, we've talked about a lot of position battles, but it's been a lot more for depth than like second string opportunities, right. right? Like we talked about like the quarterback battle for like the longest time this offseason because we knew that Sam Hartman was going to be the starter. But these are the types of games where you might get to see a little bit more of Steve Angeli. Maybe you get Kenny Minchie in the fold and you can really see kind of that game reps. And then also it, at the end of the day, guys, like we always talk about, you know, Trust is built in a lot of different ways, right? Like from the practice field to the game field. But sometimes a coach doesn't really start trusting a player until they see him in live action. They're like, okay, he's ready. He's ready for this. Like this guy is ready now to take that step. And that is where depth is really created because it's not just about 
a guy looking the part in practice. Sometimes it's also about like, can he now translate this to a game day? That's a big question mark, right? So depth is built because the game reps matter so much, not only from just experience aspect for the player, but also for building that trust for a coordinator, for a position coach, like knowing that if it's a close game, like I can put Jeremiah Love in this football game at running back and like he'll play and he'll make plays and it's not going to take anything away from us. So I think that building of the trust is a big thing in these types of games as well. And then how do some of these guys, Ryan, you and I have talked about this before. I mean, it's one thing to handle adversity. It's another thing to handle success. And how do you handle success? Because a week ago, everybody was doubting on Notre Dame. Oh, Notre Dame's not this. Notre Dame's not that. They're not able to do this. They're not able to do that. They don't have speed. They don't have this. I wonder about this. I wonder about that. And then now all of a sudden, Ryan, it's like, oh, they're a playoff team. They're this. They're that. We love Notre Dame now because they beat Navy. You know what I mean? And it's just like, well, okay, now everybody's feeling you a little bit. Do you still have that same attitude that you had last week? Or do you start feeling good about yourself now, right? And I think that's another part of it, too, is how does this team handle success? You mentioned like a Jeremiah Love and some of these young guys who went out and had success. Okay, well, how do they go out in game two? Do they just kind of, you know, those are the guys, too, because here's something interesting, Ryan, is the depth on this team is still very young. And those are the guys that I'm more concerned about saying, ah, this is Tennessee State or Notre Dame, right? How do they do that? How do the... How do the second the guards making their second start? Do they have the same fire going into this game? Do the young freshman skill players and sophomore skill players have a similar mindset going into this game? And so it's actually the offense that I'm a little bit more curious about, not concerned, just curious, because there still are so many guys kind of stepping into new roles and and you know kind of working in the rotation, and that's the part where where I'm very curious because I want to see the offense really build on the momentum they sustained last week. Like, I mean, dude, they were sharp last week, yeah, they were. really yep. sharp. And are they able to build on that? That honestly, Ryan, what I won't ask you. I don't really have any doubts that the defense is going to come out and be focused. I think that unit to me strikes me more as just that's who they are. The offense is the one that I'm still like, okay. You look great in week one, but I still don't know who you are yet. Let me see how you do in week two. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it's the experience factor, I guess, right? I mean, you have a defensive coordinator that's in his second year and also has been a coach for a long time. You have a defense that has a lot of seniors on it. I mean, you talk about the three senior linebackers and Kaiser and Bertrand and Maris Loyfal, but then you have Howard Croft, Riley Mills, Javante Jean-Baptiste. You have... Cam Hart in the secondary. You have a lot of guys who have played a lot of football on the on the yeah. college level. So you have the senior aspect of it. You have a defensive coordinator that has been a coach in the college game a long time. And on the offensive side of the football, you have a first-year offensive coordinator and also a first-time starting quarterback at the University of Notre Dame who's only going to his second game. I know we're all super excited about Sam Hartman, but like he is only still going into his second football game. So there's still at Notre Dame, right? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. So the maturation <laughs> still happens there. And then right. of course, you know, the young depth of wide receivers, young depth of, of running backs. So I'm not terribly concerned about it, but mm-hmm. like certainly compared to the defense, right. there's a lot less reps that have been happening on the defense. Yeah, it's not concerned. It's just a question. We're still right. learning about that side of the ball, right? Sure. And especially with the younger guys, but they look pretty good in week one. Is that juice still there in week two? You know, because like, you know how it is, man, you play football. It's that, that first game is you're just amped up because it's just that first game. 
And so it doesn't matter about the opponent. Well, game two is okay. I mean, are they amped up because it's the home opener? I'm not sure. We're going to learn something about this team. Something else. What are the things, Ryan, when you look at this offense, what are the things that you're going to see from this group that's going to say, okay, yeah, they are like defense. It's, it's simple, right? Okay. Know your, do your job, play hard, play fast, be disruptive, be disciplined. I mean, that's what we've seen from them all fall camp. It's what we saw from them in the spring. It's what we saw from them in, against Navy, right? Offensively, to me, it's like, okay, what are the things that we need to see from that group in game two that make us say, okay, this is just who they are. It wasn't that they were just hot against Navy. This is just who they are. This is their identity. What do you want to see from the name offense? You know, Because you said it's not that you're concerned. It's just we're going to learn about it. But what do you want to learn about this team? Like, what would what what could they do in this game against Tennessee State on offense that's going to make you say, "Yeah, this offense is going to follow their leaders and be a mature group as well, and and go out and handle business." Well, I think before the offense, I think one thing that I am curious about defensively is that you are transitioning now from going to a more traditional offense from a triple option offense, right? So, if I'm a younger player, especially or just a player in general at Notre Dame, that has been just kind of super labor laser focused on what their duties are playing the triple option. It's now kind of reprogramming yourself a little bit as far as like what now my keys are, you know, playing, playing against a traditional offense, which is just kind of interesting. Note. I, I just think for offensively, it's, it's more from like a play calling kind of strategy perspective more than anything. Cause I think the talent is there. Obviously I want to see, what the approach is as far as diversity was a great thing that we saw in the first game, right? Like you saw some gap scheme, you saw some zone scheme, you saw a duo, you saw a bunch of things in the run game. And then offensively, like in the passing game, I thought there was some creative touches to that game as far as the play calling perspective. So are, is the strategy and the nuance of playing offense going to be at a high enough level? And if, if it is, is Notre Dame just, are they continuing to be consistent with it, right? In their approach and their execution. That's really all I want to see. Like if, if, if Rocco Spindler takes Terrell Allen two gaps to the left, right? In this football game, doesn't prove anything to me because he's a undersized defensive lineman. And that's what Rocco Spindler should do. But if Rocco is a sound assignment sound and doing his, you know, trains staying true to his technique that's going to tell me a lot more about this offense. I think the buy-in on the offense is more what I want to see, not as much physical. And that'll lead to him blowing up undersized players, right? I mean, that that's the thing is like you and I were kind of going over their 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 starting lineup. It's actually kind of funny. They're starting nose tackle, six foot three, three hundred and eighty pounds. And his backup is six three, three oh five. But you know, their other D tackle, six one, two eighty. Their other defensive end, Terrell Allen, who you mentioned, we'll get into six foot two seventy-five. And and they have a guy that's a buck. It's like their viper, right? Who's six four, two twenty six. They're they're not very big, right? And yeah. and so it you could physically dominate them, and it doesn't tell you anything, right? What tells you something? To your point is, did they play assignment correct, discipline football, and and then obviously be physical within that. I might well, something I'm curious about to see with this this Notre Dame offensive staff is, are they a staff that understands? we're going to need this guy and this guy down the, you know, in future games to really be the team we want to be. So is this a game where they say, Hey, we're going to really make sure that we get Tobias Merriweather some touches to get his confidence going. We're going to do some things with maybe a Chris Tyree 
to continue building his repertoire early in the game? Do you do some things with two backs? That's something I've always been curious about. It's not one of those things where you don't necessarily experiment in a game like this. I don't believe in that because you have to be true to who you are. But when you're putting your script together and you're putting your play calls together, do you have in mind, I got to get five going? Or, or I want to, you know, we 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 need to continue to build th- four, number four to this. Well, I really liked what we saw from our running backs. I want to see what maybe we can do out of some two-back stuff where maybe the pressure isn't as great if there is a mistake because it's something new. Those are things that, that I think you learn a little bit about it because what I've never liked in the past, can I tell you something? I'm I, Of course I can. One of the biggest and the most annoying things that we've seen from Notre Dame in the past is in games like this, they would just kind of line up and just physically beat the other team up. And it's like, you didn't really make yourself better. You just kind of out-talented them. You took kind of the lazy way out. You just came out and just like, you know, we know we can run this stuff. You can't do that in two weeks when you go to NC State. You can't do that in four weeks or whatever when Ohio State comes to town. I just don't want to see that. I don't want to see them getting cute and like doing reverses and throwbacks and silly stuff like that, but more of, this is part of who we are, but let's really emphasize this in this game because it's part of a building block that we're going to need down the road. So let's get some game reps at it. That's what I'm saying. I'm curious to see if we're going to see maybe a little bit of that from Jared Parker and the staff in this game. Well, I think it's, that's staying consistent to who you are as a as a staff, right, and as a program. Like I, I, I think that people, I, I think that the coaches that kind of draw back to that kind of scenario or more people that just don't have trust in their entirety of their team, right? Like they just trust a certain aspect. I mean, I kind of felt like that about Notre Dame. I mean, like even last year, it's like there was no trust in the passing game in Notre Dame last year. And some was coaching, some was not coaching. I mean, we've talked about that nauseam at this point. Like there was a, we know we can run the ball for the most part. We have a very good offensive line. We have a good running back room. We're just going to lean on that when times get tough. Well, I, I think that the great teams always have that, but then they also have multiple layers of things that they can rely on that make them a great team. Like it's very hard to just be a a super predictable offense in today's game and just be able to just run through right. good opponents consistently. Like that's just not going to happen. I talked about this last week when we're talking about, you know, you run for nearly 300 yards against Clemson and then you have – less than a hundred against Navy and then you 66. Run for like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you run for around a hundred against USC and you don't run the right. ball very well in that football game. It's like that you're consistent because you're unpredictable. Right. Unpredictability brings that type of success. So I hope, and I, I, I mean, I, I do believe that it's probably going to be the case, but we won't know until it happens, obviously with him being a first year coordinator, but I think Jared Parker and the offensive side of the football is going to, stick to what their identity is right like stick to what your identity is and understand that like we cannot be a one trick pony offensively and expect to beat ohio state clemson usc's of the world and compete for a championship we can't be that type of team and i think that they're going to come out and be balanced and plus honestly i I don't think that i think offensively like if i'm the staff i'm like you know we we're still working out getting the wide receivers, more confidence. We're still getting Sam Hartman acclimated to playing Notre Dame football in games. This might be a game where we want to try some stuff out, right? right? Like it's a little bit of a test period. And yeah. 
I mean, you mentioned Tobias, like Notre Dame tried to get Tobias in early and then obviously he drops the screen and that just kind of goes haywire. So yeah, I think this is a perfect uh, opportunity to get Tobias some touches, to let him get to work, to get build his confidence and they continue to build the confidence because tight ends, get the tight ends involved. Yes, that's another one. Football game. Yeah. I mean, because every player pretty much for the most part on offense last week played well who had opportunities. Yeah. Last Even week. the tight ends, they never got pass game yeah. opportunities, but I thought Holden Stace and Mitchell Evans outside the one hole blocked really well in the it game. Did. Yep. But getting them opportunities in different areas of the football game, obviously would be big getting Tobias going and his confidence building. Then down the line, it's like, if I'm a defensive coordinator, who do I take away? You know, like right. I think that's the best thing about Notre Dame right now is like, do they have a Will Fuller at wide receiver right now? They don't, but like if Tobias starts getting going and Jaden Thomas is doing his thing and Jaden Greathouse is doing his thing and Deion Coles is giving you good reps, it's like defensively, who am I taking away? Right. Like you, you can't Tyree. just sacrifice yeah. numbers to just appease an, an issue, right? Like yeah. you're creating an issue when you just don't have an answer to like, Who's the go-to guy? I don't know who the go-to guy is going to be for Notre Dame. It could end up being Tobias. It could end up being. It could change week to week. Yeah, it yeah. could be Jane Thomas. Like it, it, it really could, depending on what the opponent is. So I think that, that that unpredictability is the best thing Notre Dame has in its advantage right now, yeah. offensively. Yeah, defensively, it's just do your job. Don't you know what I don't want to see, Ryan? Is I don't want to see kind of what we saw uh, in two thousand and what was it, fifteen, uh, uh, when they played UMass. And they just kind of the defense just kind of slept walk, gave up like that 80 yard touchdown. I want to see the defense yeah. just come out and put like just dominate Tennessee State. Yep. I mean, yeah, I mean that that, that would be the because like, I mean, let's be honest about it, guys. Like we're gonna talk about the offensive side of the football, we're gonna talk about the defensive side of the football for Tennessee State, but like the offensive, especially for Tennessee State, it's not a good unit. It's not, yeah. and honestly, if Notre Dame gives up some points and some yards against Tennessee State. I'm a little. They weren't focused. Yeah, Yeah. I got some questions about that, right? I mean, because it's not a good offensive team. So, yeah, I mean, you need to come out and you need to dominate this type of opponent because it's not that you're a lot better than this team. It's that they're not even in the league with you. Like they're not, honestly. Like it's not a. Like I would, I would say it like this, right? Like there's going to be a couple opponents on the on the schedule this year that. Notre Dame's going to play against it's just like Notre Dame's just more much more talented than they are like right like it, they're just not quite in that same tier of talent right. and then there is a situation where you're playing against Tennessee State where it's like guys you're not even in the same scale like you're not on the same no. planet from a talent perspective so they get whipped by all game, man, 11 other teams that Notre Dame plays Ryan every single 100%. team on Notre Dame schedule would whoop Tennessee State Central yeah, Michigan okay. Navy all of them. And that's no disrespect. There are some FCS opponents that Notre Dame, you'd be like, I'm a little bit more worried about this game than I am Central Michigan in two weeks. Right. You know, well, I mean, that's Dame, just, if Notre Dame had South Dakota State on the on yeah. schedule, I'd be here telling you guys, like, they're a good this team, is, man. Like, don't be a good football for that game. Team. Yeah, yeah. You're going to learn a lot more about your football team this week against South Dakota State, North Dakota State, teams like that. You know, when James Madison was really rocking and rolling, you're going to learn a lot more about this than you will in two weeks against Central Michigan. I mean, that's just that's just the reality of it. That's not what this is. This is not that team. This yeah. is this isn't that team. So, Ryan, that's a little bit about Notre Dame and what's at stake for Notre Dame. We'll dive into Tennessee next. But hey, folks, before we do, do us a favor: hit that like button if you haven't already done so. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. Share this podcast, and if you're listening via podcast platform, give us a five star review. <laughs> We'll be right
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.